Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Hi, Kens. Hey, sis. How are you? Good. Super excited for our guest today. Back by popular demand, our husbands taking Mm -hmm. over Unraveled Podcast. They should just take the whole damn thing. Yeah, just take it from us. They're way cooler anyway. Yeah, true. Colin's over here doing surgeries and Johnny's over here just supplying toilet paper. Supplying toilet paper (laughs) to the Navy. We should actually give little bios of them because like people don't know them. Yeah, let's start with Johnny. Johnny, well, no, let's start with um, a fun fact. Mm. Do you want to share one, Bridge, or should Johnny share one about himself? What do you think? I think the wife should do it. The wives should do it. Okay, like yeah, let, we'll, we'll share some fun facts. Oh my gosh, what is a fun fact about Johnny? Well, um, as I'm sitting here with him on the floor of our closet, he has lots of holes in his socks, which is definitely a pet peeve of mine. But ever since being married to him, I've learned that he's the most frugal man, one of the most frugal men I have ever met, which is great that I have that in my life. But he literally has holes in many articles of his undergarments. So I, I would step in to disagree that it's not a frugal thing. Oh. It's a it's a relationships thing. It shows how strong my relationships oh. are with people and my things that I own. So I don't oh, want to just throw them out and give them away because they got a little snag on them. You know, I, I, yeah. I keep them until they can go no longer. That's true. Really. He is very loyal. To go into like a real fact, he's very loyal down to his socks. Down to my socks. And I can attest to that for Johnny because I remember this year when right before his big marathon, he's running in these old, <laughs> old Reebok crummies. Under Armour. Oh, yeah. even worse. Under Armour. And still killed the race. Right. That's the best part. That's the best example. Like, I was shocked when he told me he was running in those shoes. They were breaking. <laughs> like, the soles were breaking. And he somehow still crushed a marathon in them. Then yeah. I got him so home. They had one good race left in them. Yeah. Yeah, there's one. And then for Christmas, I got him those shoes that your dad runs in. The Rincons. Hoka's. Hoka Ono. Hoka One One. Yeah, this episode is sponsored by Hoka. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if you need to swipe, you know. What's our code again? Unraveled podcast. (laughs) Um, There's some cool things about Colin that we wouldn't know. Yeah. Wow, that's such a hard one. You are cool. You're Um, cool. That's kind of my fun fact. No, that's not true. Um, I think the fun things about Colin is, well, one fun fact is, I feel like you and our, one of our kids have their own little language. Um, you know, you put on an accent sometimes around her and sing a little song and dance. They fight a lot, like brother and sister, but then love each other more than anything. They have a funny relationship, so I think that's fun to watch, Mm -hmm. speaking of Father's Day. Um, that's a good segue into the fatherhood of these guys and how it's been really cool to just like watch well we've all been friends since before we were even married so that's one thing is just to like kind of grow together um in marriage and parenthood and we've seen each other before kids and now we're all you know still friends with kids so Mm -hmm. um i just thought it would be cool to like dig into that like what what is a memory or what is something that like you've seen in Colin um, as he's become a father that is just like special? I think it's really neat to see how 
we all come from different families, right? And then when we get married, we have to navigate what we learned. And then we have to unlearn all the things that we learned from our parents because shout out to Brian and Eileen, but you ain't perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, I love you, Mom. Uh, yeah, but it's been cool because um, we've had to agree on, you know, we've had to meet in the middle. So things that I feel like I push Colin to do is take a second before reacting with um, Therese specifically, because it's so easy to just, you know, um, do what you know, which is like immediately disciplined. But I feel like you've really taken that in because it's important to, to listen to to assess the situation before getting on yeah. the kids. And I think it's cool to watch. So yeah, coming from your family and just being a new dad, what has surprised you in all the things of fatherhood? I feel like there's different seasons you can talk about. Yeah, I, I don't think my answer has changed uh, since last time, which means it's I'm still struggling with it. It's still hard. Uh, <laughs> don't say that. No, I mean, I think it's a good thing. I continue to work at it. Uh, well, I think just... Um, yeah, humility. I think the 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 girls will. Um, I mean, they, they point out very quickly what I what my weaknesses are, just because they're so um, they need you all the time when you're at home. Um, so I think that's been the biggest surprise. Just uh, I thought I was a patient guy. I quickly realized that I can lose my patience quicker than I'd like to. Um, but also trying to find um, a balance too. You don't want to lose. Um, you know, who you are as a father, I think being a strong father, a present father, um, and still representing those masculine qualities is an important thing. Um, I, I probably tend to go overboard and get angry and, uh, you know, I snap or something like that. And, and you know, that's something I'm working on. But I think that's been the biggest surprise is just how, you know, quickly, immediately when they're in your life, they'll, they'll point out the things that you need to work on. Um, but also, um, it's also about keeping a balance and finding your identity as a, as a father too, and what your kids need and what your spouse needs. Let me just add, he is very patient because he's married to me and a father of <laughs> tea and we're basically the same person and we need a lot. So I feel like you don't give yourself enough credit. I was just going to jump in and be like, I'm sorry, Colin, I have to correct you. You're very patient. <laughs> <laughs> we need it ourselves because we struggle with that too. I think every parent has to struggle with that. But you're mm-hmm. right; like it, they they put a mirror up to you almost, and they mm-hmm. show you what your <laughs> what your issues are. <laughs> I know. Um, and it's like you guys like you go you go to confession constantly for the same sin. It's the same thing. You run up to your kid with the same issue every time, and it's like until you take it and like really like work it out it's gonna keep finding us they're the best i mean i think they're making us better so 100 percent yes what about you johnny what surprised you uh i mean i am on board with what colin said it's it's such a humbling experience um but i would say what it has surprised me uh about being a dad is just how much i've had to rely on bridget uh in order to mm. kind of bring out those like masculine qual- qual- excuse me, qualities that Colin's talking about. Um, it's just such a humbling experience to, to be a parent and they kind of just break you down uh, in a great way though, uh, you know, in a, in a loving way. 
but it's, I, I, I like had to lean on Bridget so much. Um, you know, like when the doors closed at night and you guys are both laying in bed and you're kind of just like, like exhausted yeah. from the day. And you're just like, do we really want another kid or, you know, like when those crazy, like yeah. you know, conversations come into your mind and you kind of just let it out and you just like rely on each other. Like for me, just relying on bridge, like, Hey, just listen to me complain for a little bit. Like, Mm-hmm. so that I can kind of recharge. Um, but then the next day he's like, when are we having another kid? <laughs> but, but, but that's, that's, that's what has surprised me so much is like being able to come to you with all my problems and all my worries and all my anxieties of being a dad while trying to be the best dad, like while I'm being present, like Colin said, but then coming to you and kind of not, you know, letting you know my faults allows mm-hmm. me to kind of, you know, recharge and say, yeah, I'm ready for another one. Yeah. But that, that's like, good. Because I never saw it in my dad. I think, you know, same thing. Like, you know, I just saw like great dad qualities and never saw mm-hmm. him down at all. Uh, so I assume it's probably very similar for all of us. You know, we just yeah or and talk to our spouse when we're dead at night. <laughs> I, find myself, I find myself even frequently just like wanting to get frustrated, like really quick with T's doing something. And I'll just like look at McKenzie and be like, what? What am I supposed to do? Like, I'm just like asking her. Like, what do I you're do? You're much you can empathize better than I can. I'm working on it. So tell me what to say. It's just yeah. like the pick your battles thing. Like, yeah. do I want to die on 75 pills today? I tend no. to do that sometimes. Because then we're not going to survive. Yeah. I, I think it's just you learn because I wasn't good at that either. And Like, I really thought discipline was the way. And I, I do still believe that to a degree. Like, you can't just let them run the world. I just no, will I never agree with that. But I also have learned that like we have tried force we've tried things like that and like at the end of the day it just makes them more angry it makes them more worked up so it's like you know someone told me i think our neighbor who's the teacher told me she's like well she said a charged parent is only going to further charge a toddler and when <laughs> she said that i was like oh yeah that makes sense yeah. Um, and so I think you just learn. It's super humbling. But um, what is a funny memory that you have from being these three years, these almost three years of being mm-hmm. a father? Oh my gosh, that's a long time. Uh, well, it yeah. could be funny or serious, I guess. But well, I mean, funny. I think it, it's probably more <laughs> frustrating in the moment. But the whole like potty <laughs> yeah. thing has been. Um, it's obviously thank God like Colby's like peeing and pooping in a toilet and, like wait till he like stares at his poop like all day <laughs> That's and like true. flushes the toilet. But you know, like in the first few weeks of COVID COVID, we like, you know, kind of embarked on this whole potty training thing and okay. it was like, very, very frustrating at first, but also kind of exciting to know that there's like a, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, mm-hmm. But when the, like the pooping started, like, <laughs> you know, we got confident and like, we let him go play in his room while he's naked and he'd come out with his T-Rex and there's like a poop nugget in his T-Rex's mouth. Like, sorry to be gross. And then like another the time, mouth. and then another time he came out with his dump truck with like a, literally a big old log in it. And like at the moment, it's super frustrating. And like it That one impressed me though. Cause I was like, that is actually a smart joke to make to poop in a dump truck. Yes. Like he took a dump in a dump truck. I'm like, well, not if you use his hands to put it in. Funny. Yeah. But yeah, like that, it's funny now. Then it was just like, Lord of I feel like Therese is so like clever that there has to be funny moments with Therese, I'm sure, like that you've had, Colin. Oh, 
Oh boy. Um, I think that, um, yeah, that make me laugh the most are just like what she'll pick up. Like just when Mackenzie and I are talking, uh, mostly it'll be like Mackenzie isms. She'll try to like, she'll just pick up a phrase or something like that that Mackenzie said that'll just, she wasn't saying that, you know, in the past. And all of a sudden she'll just say it. I don't know what a good example. I know. I wish I had You're it like, right now. She's okay. like, oh, right. that's nutty. Oh yeah. She so says that. That's nutty. She says that's nutty. But, uh, or just like she'll try to explain something in depth and it just won't make like any sense. Uh, it's been fun to, to watch, but like yeah, to, to see how much of we an effect we have on them just by doing our day to day. And then that's what will like really make me think about being mm-hmm. a father is like, how am I reacting to things? What am I saying? Even just when Mackenzie and I are talking or when, we, when we're conversing with people because mm-hmm. they're picking up on all of that and they're going to like, act that exact way and I've seen it mostly from you Ken's just like how you interact with people is exactly how T starts like to interact with people to the point where today she was like look at those crazy people mom and I'm like like, great but to your point like with with all this stuff going on right now you know there's been like a thing a month oh yeah I have to remind myself Mackenzie don't like have so much anger and like energy to any subject out loud in front of her because it just like you can feel it in the space like you have to protect we always say protect your house like whatever you bring in they're gonna absorb because of all the hardship we've joked and laughed about like there's Mm got to be something feeding that or it's just another hard day it's another you know you wake up and it's like groundhog day it's the same you know hard stuff so I guess what is um what is something that helps get you guys through those those moments? I have to shout out Colin. He gets up every single night three times to go get the baby for me and bring her to me for the last six months probably. Oh we have not what did you say? I said that was his job too, because I feel like it's like we have to mm-hmm. feed them. So the one thing that and they, they should, like, bring yeah. the baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we've had no sleep, so I'm like I I can't have, I'm thankful for your patience in that and like your um, longevity and strength because I can lose my mind in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? We always joke about that. I feel like that, I've kind of just assumed that as my job because you guys are already already clinging to you guys so much for whatever it is, uh, like feeding or just genuine, just motherly nurturing anyway. I feel like that's just a small role that I can just accept and just do. And I mean, it's only for a short amount of time anyway. So I know you'll like, I think I would probably look back and, at myself, probably disgust if I sat there and like, Mackenzie, you go do this. Like, cause it's like, it, it'll be gone and they're, they'll be growing up. They won't be waking up for the night anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think, what was your other close? What was the question? I had what spiritual things to help you get through. I think, mm-hmm. um, one thing um, I've noticed, uh, well, you, you told me this once, Ken, I don't know where you got the, what the source was, but you just said how in a home, um, the children, as far as spiritually, they'll follow what the father's doing. Even if a mom's bringing their kid to mass every single day or, or whatever it is, they're actually not going to like really take it on unless the father's doing it. And I think um, that's kind of challenged me to um, really, um, take more ownership of my faith and try to um, be as best as I can be, but also to, to act that out daily and just little things. So they see it 
and they understand that it's not just something we talk about, but it's what, what we do too. So I got to have that quiet time in the morning or I'm like not a, I mean, it doesn't always happen, but, but I, I really try to do that. So quiet time in the morning to like uh, meditate on the day, um, do a little reading, a little prayer helps me get through. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. What about you, Johnny? Yeah. I, I think the days that I don't have as great a day as probably a dad or in terms of um, patience and, being present or, or similar in terms of um, got to have that morning time. Like that is really the only time like I'm starting to really, even like working out, like I can't work out like really at night just cause you're just so tired throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being able to get up and kind of do the readings for the mat, whatever the mass is for that day, try and do the reading of the gospel. Um, and then the Bible study group that, you know, calling the, um, the quiet time, like the, uh, basically picking out a verse, meditating on it, um, what's the main theme, and then kind of like how does it apply to our life or maybe how can some of the guys that from the group get some from it. But the days that I do that, strong morning, absolutely just like I just feel good, um, joyful when the kids get up. I think when my clock is dictated by them waking up, uh, I get a little frustrated, which is bad on my part. I shouldn't no matter what. But um, – I think it's probably because I feel like I've just like lost my only time in the day, but it's selfish. Like it's on me for not getting up earlier. Um, so I, I would have to say that having that couple 30 minutes to an hour in the morning to myself with my hot cup of job, um, a job. It's gotta, it's gotta be a hot cup of job. <laughs> got to have a little quiet time, little, little coffee. Yeah, nice. yeah. And then it's like, I'm good. He's so yeah. good at that. Honestly, it, if I could be made into anything, it would be a morning person. And I pray that one day I'm on that level. Like, you are on your way. Oh, I hope. <laughs> For those of you who can't see this stank face. Uh, I'll add one more thing, too. Um, and it's definitely something I'm missing uh, moving away from you guys is being around. Um, I think as men, too, it's important to have strong male role models and like surround yourself with people who sharpen you and who want the best not only sharpen you but want the best for you too and obviously that that's clear as day with you guys so i'm i'm definitely missing being around johnny um and uh i'm searching for that here you know um that and i think spiritual direction is also important um having somebody who when i'm really dealing with something that i can't really wrap my mind around that i don't necessarily it's not that I'm bothering Mackenzie with, but I think it'd be probably more appropriate. Um, I'll, I'll tell Mackenzie anything, but it's just, uh, I don't know, to have that a spiritual advisor who knows the things that you battle with to maybe decipher a bit more what it is you truly need to work on. So a group of strong men to be with and a spiritual uh, advisor or director, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Yeah. What is one thing that you guys would share with someone who is about to become a father or who is worried about fatherhood because they have, it hasn't happened to them yet. Uh, when I saw the question, um, I fortunately actually just had the situation just happened to me, uh, what, yesterday. So one of the, one of the sailors that I was with on the, um, young, young cat, he was probably like, I don't know, whatever the age is, he can come in the Navy, I think 18. Um, yeah, I got a chance to work with him. Great guy. Fortunately, he got kicked out of the Navy later. But, you know, our little core group that we worked with on the ship, 
Um, we're just all keeping in touch with everything going on, just checking in on each other. And he kind of broke the news to us that uh, he's getting ready to have a kid. It sounds like he, it's, uh, well, he's obviously not married. I don't think he's got a girlfriend, but um, you know, they're going to have the kid. Uh, but it was an opportunity for me to kind of, I guess, take some of my experience. And, and that was just to say like, you are never ready uh, for kids. Every kid is going to be different. Every birth is going to be different. Um, there's really nothing that can prepare you in this world. Yes, there's amazing books out there um, that can kind of give you a glimpse. And I think that's all it can actually do because actually being present in the moment of having a kid is something else. Um, so just kind of like being able to part that on him and that, and that's all just from experience. That has nothing to do with me. Like knowing that beforehand, that is literally just, you know, grace has been different than Colby and Colby has been different than grace and neither of them I could have been ready for. But the biggest thing was being able to support Bridget, uh, and be present with her, uh, because you can't prepare yourself. You know, she can't prepare herself anyway, other than just, you know, enjoy the experience with each other. Um, and even for him, like he's not married, but it's just support her uh, because she's mm-hmm. the one that she's the one who's going to go through yeah. the pain of the childbearing. Um, and there's a lot of things that we just don't experience with childbearing, um, or even carrying the kid for nine months. So just being there through those emotions, those pains, um, and being fully present, biggest part of it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. What did he say? I want to know. Was he like? receptive and uh, he was just like I hope I have a boy and then like one of the other sailors that I worked with she she was you know saying that she is recently pregnant as well with uh that she hopes she has a girl because she's tired of all the boys in her house so it, were, it just kind of was just like some play banter that we were just talking awesome. um, he's still young immature but um, yeah. hopefully the heart and just as present for the person yeah you're right though yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think I could have said it any better. I think Johnny crushed it with that answer. You're never ready. Every case so different. Um, I would say that one piece of advice that's uh, I think helped me just recently is when I find myself most like struggling the most or frustrated. I think the most is when I set some expectation in my head about what today is supposed to look like, what the night is supposed to look like, whatever the <laughs> moment is supposed to look like. And completely destroy it, uh, whatever it is. And every time, and that that will frustrate me the most. And the more I think about it, like ah, oh, like you know, you need to conform to my will. Like mm-hmm. you need to do what I, I, you know, I know what's best for you, type of thing. And that's not, I don't think, what God's asking us to do. I think, and especially in this when they're so young, is just to be patient and to be there and to be present and to just um, be steady, I think, is the, is the most thing. Answer the call when they wake up. Answer the call when they're having a tantrum. Let, lighten the burden from mom. Um, and just like Johnny said, support um, support mom. Be there for them. Um, um, to me, Mackenzie's doing everything better than me anyway, so I'm learning no. from her. But, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is don't, don't set your expectations. Um, I, think, I mean, I think you have to at some degree, but when they're not met, um, just kind of see that as a very, very, very small little penance or cross or whatever, and just take it on and see that you're getting better from that, I guess. So, yeah. 
Not true. <laughs> I both of you guys crush fatherhood, and I just feel like we both hit the jackpot. Um, and we just really were so excited to chat today about all the things that you guys do that are amazing, even though you just said it so humbly, Colin. You guys are both like some of the best dads that I've ever seen. And I'm not mm-hmm. just saying that because I'm married to one of you. But (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's this new generation of dads. And I think it's so cool to see, like, just being able to, like, drive down the road. I see guys with strollers more than I see women. (laughs) And I'm like, I just don't think this was the case. It's so cool to see, um, I guess, like, the sharing the parenting, sharing the responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just on us as women, as mothers to like nurture our kids and raise the kids. Like they really need fathers. And so, I don't know. I just feel like my life has been blessed seeing both of you guys be so Mm -hmm. strong and awesome. Yeah, me too. I love that. That's, couldn't say that better. Um, And it's so nice that we can just rely on other good fathers to look up to. Like that's important. Like you both said, our own dads have been such big influences in our lives. And, but the most important God and we always have him to rely on whether we're dealing with you know our own father struggles or looking to how to be a father a father it's just he always has the answers so that's that's awesome okay well thank you guys we'll see you again someday soon we hope (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you upstairs thanks for listening to this episode of unravel podcast Stay connected with us over on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast.